It's great to be back here with you all today, OOP fam. We will be chatting about the Rams and Lions swapping QB1s right before the Super Bowl, as well as recapping some of our most memorable moments from this year's NFL season. One of my favorites being the winning Hail Mary catch to DeAndre Hopkins, Brady and Breeze sharing a post-game moment, and so much more. Welcome to the Opinions on Pickens podcast, the sports show where there are no fouls or flags, only baskets and touchdowns. Here's your host, Alyssa Butterson. The Rams are sending Jared Goff and much, much more to the Detroit Lions for Matthew Stafford, who will be 33 when he starts this season. The Lions will receive Goff and a third round pick in 2021 and two first round picks one in 2022, and one in 2023. It's quite obvious that the Rams are anti-first-rounders. They have not had a first-round pick since selecting Jared Goff in 2016. And as of now, they will not have a first-round pick at least until 2023. Even though Jared Goff is one of the most highest-paid QBs in the league, his inconsistency in his playing, in my opinion, has led the Rams to making this decision. I brought Coach Gant back along with me today, guys, to give us some insight as well. Coach Gant, looking forward for the Rams, was this a bold move for them or was this a win? I mean, it definitely was a bold move. Essentially, golf, he's, he might be getting the short end of the stick because, I mean, he's a two-time pro bowler. He has a Super Bowl appearance against that man, Brady, one of the greats. So, I mean, this year, I think his uh, QBR rating was 58.5. And then ranked around 23rd in the league, I believe, 24th in the league. So, you know, it was at the bottom. But, you know, Rams, with their number one defense, I guess they feel like, you know, Stafford could be the difference in them winning the Super Bowl next time. We do know that Sean McFay does have a history in building up quarterbacks to where they need to be. Do we think he can do the same thing with Stafford? Stafford, they're only like four or five years apart. McVay, you know, he's a young, young, hungry quarterback whisperer, as he's been called by some. He's a great play caller. And, you know, Stafford is that gunslinger from Georgia. And he's a pretty formidable quarterback, but he was just rotting away up there in Detroit, you know? So just like Motown did decades before, they left Detroit and they went out to LA, start over fresh, you know? So that's what it's going to be, I think. I have a few little worries, I guess I could say about this for LA. LA is a well-rounded team. You have great players on LA, Aaron Donald, many more players, but what happens if one of these players get hurt and in the future you're giving up all of these great picks? What will they have if, let's say, a scenario like that happens to them? But another thing, they kind of – golf, I know he, he just signed that $100 million deal a few years ago. But I guess they want to win now. So they're not worrying about trying to develop draft picks, I believe. Because, I mean, they've only a couple of plays away from being in two Super Bowls, I'm, possibly. If you're in the front office or you're uh, Coach McVay. So I think Stafford is going to be the difference, possibly. I think you said it right there. In this position, when you give up as much as they gave, again, a third round pick and two first round picks, 
and your starting QB, Jared Goff, up for the Detroit Lions starting QB, there is no other outcome for them besides win now and their future plans, hopefully. Right. Even, you know, Stafford's, he's going on 33, and he still has 10 years to play, I believe. Injuries kind of mess with him a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, he's one of the greats going forward. And we got a decent running game you can work on uh, in L.A. Defense, like you said, number one. And I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how McVay and how those boys come up with a nice little plan for them. This package. I'm definitely excited to see how this Rams offense will be different moving forward this upcoming season. But let's talk a little bit about the Detroit Lions. They did gain Jared Goff, first-round pick, who hopefully can have a fresh start here with the Detroit Lions. I mean, obviously, I don't think just him himself will make this team a playoff team yet. But in the upcoming years with these first-round picks, when they can grab these start now people, I think in the next few years, we'll be seeing more from this team. Detroit, they'll figure out a way to blow it. Stafford had a great quarterback, 12 seasons, four of those was winning seasons. But you got rid of another quarterback whisper in uh, Caldwell, and you went to Patricia. I don't know. They're going to blow it pretty much. And even, you know, golf, let me, let me look at these numbers. He's not a bad quarterback. He's completing about 65% of his passes. Touchdown to interception ratio is two to one. So, I mean, he has a winning record. He's, uh, what, 42 and 27 as a starter. So, I mean, you're getting a good, another good quarterback, a little bit younger. So, no way but up because you've always been in the cellar in the league. So, let's see. Jared Golf said, and I quote, I'm just excited to be somewhere that I know wants me and appreciates me. Yeah, yeah. That relationship was kind of tarnished a little bit because even at the end of the season, what did they say? We don't know who our starter is or whatever. Everybody's job is going to be evaluated. I really don't think, though, even before that, that the Rams were sold on golf because if we look back, he was competing with their backup QB. I mean, and, and until he got hurt when they had to put golf back in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, it was a severed relationship. So I think it was best for both parties going forward. But Stafford, I'm very high and see what they're going to do in that division, which is a tough one because Seattle going to be right back there. San Fran going to be ready to go because they got, you know, a few quarterback issues they're talking about out there. So it's going to be a tough division. I mean, Arizona, you can't count them out. We're going to see. I am excited, though. In this week's episode of Opinions on Pickens, we are going to be talking about some of mine and Coach Gant's most memorable moments from this year's NFL season. It was a crazy season. It still is moving forward. COVID-19 changed a lot of rules and regulations. Right, right. But there were still a lot of memorable plays. One of my favorites in particular being DeAndre Hopkins and the Hail Mary that, wow, took a huge win over the Bills, a 32-30 to victory for the Arizona Cardinals. Do you remember this play, Coach Gant? Of course. We might have been sitting next to each other watching this game, and we couldn't believe what had happened. We were screaming, jumping up and down, whatever. And I think you had Kyler Murray on your fantasy, so you were definitely <laughs> watching him. So that helped you out at the last minute. 
And I mean, it was just a great game between the two great teams. And I mean, we couldn't believe what we saw. For those of you who maybe don't remember, it was a literally perfectly placed throw to DeAndre Hopkins as he was huddled around three three of the Buffalo Bills players. I mean, this picture, I'm looking at it right now. If you guys Google, I'm sure DeAndre Hopkins, Hail Mary, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you could literally like make a trophy out of this, like replace the Vince Lombardi trophy and it it would fit. <laughs> it, it would fit. I mean, Come he has on. like three. It's yeah, a perfect catch with the Jordan glove. Yeah, you know, no, <laughs> they say you got to catch the ball at his apex, the highest point. And he that's what he did because he jumped over three guys and made big boy plays. D-Hop. And that's why going back to Watson, just think if Watson was still in Houston. Well, Hopkins, excuse me. God, man, the, the possibilities. But, hey, it is what it is. But I think we also have to give Kyler Murray a lot of credit on that as well because this year I think he showed a lot of promise and that play in particular really shows that if you put him on the line, he can make these big plays. Right. I mean, and he's a short guy. He's 5'9", 5'10", at the most, and he's throwing over those big monstrous linemen and just to make that play to win the game. Wow. Even in like Hail Mary standards, like all of those are impressive. Let's be yeah, honest. The possibilities are very low. But this one just sticks out because, again, DeAndre Hopkins is roughing three defenders around him for a almost 60-yard bomb down the field. And again, you, you see the clock go down to zero over a Buffalo team who went to the playoffs and did well, competed well this season. Right. This was a huge win, not only just for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, but for that whole team. Mm-hmm. It was definitely <laughs> that's the play. I thought they were going to like ascend to like supremacy in that division, but they kind of tapered off a few weeks after that, if I'm not mistaken. Which I'm not, but you know. And it's crazy because afterwards, like we know, Kyler Murray is someone who went 42 and 0 as a starter in high school, who went. 12 and 2 in Oklahoma, who had a great record there with them. And Heisman Trophy winner. Heisman Trophy winner. And yeah. after the game, this is what he said I've never done a Hail Mary before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably was, all, he was always winning. You know? Literally, what, I mean, I guess I never had to put, be put in that situation. Right. But wow, I mean, again, Kyler Murray, this this quarterback who we, we have seen great things from, but for him to come into a league like the NFL and show and shine like the superstar Yasmin. We already know D-Hop is a superstar. We've seen that on the Texans. It's great to see this Cardinals team coming together, and I hope that then we see a few more of these awesome games this upcoming season from this team. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're a team on the rise. You know, uh, the running backs, you got some good running backs. You're probably going to need to draft another receiver because I'm pretty sure Fitzgerald is on his way out. Working on defense a little bit. And finish the game. Finish the game off. Don't be like those cats out there in L.A. The Chargers can't finish the game. You got got to finish. Y'all be ready. You young team, you'll be all right. For sure. For sure. And the Cardinals are making it clear that they're a force to be messed with in this league. Yeah, they will be. They will be, for sure. What do you think would be the difference maker moving forward for this Um, Cardinals team? The difference maker? Just another year experience. That's all you need. And, you know, they had injuries to Edmonds and Drake. 
battled a few injuries. And once again, you got to get another uh, another receiver to help him out because D-Hop going to need some help. He can't be making 150 catches every season right, continuously. Right, right, right. He's going to need some help out there. And there's a lot of receivers coming up in the draft, so I think we'll be all right. I'm excited to move on, though, to another one of my most memorable moments of this past NFL season. One of them, of course, we all know how I have a soft spot for Tom Brady and huh. all these older QBs. I personally love the post-game moment with Tom Brady and Drew Brees, and Drew Brees had his in New Orleans. More than two hours after the game, they went out, they shared a few moments, they threw a few balls with the kids, and just really looked like they were reflecting and and just mm-hmm. enjoying each other's maybe last moments playing together. Yeah, it was a really hallmark moment it between <laughs> two legendary quarterbacks. Hmm. But no, nah, seriously, it was definitely one of those moments that will go down in history. It'll be it's a great picture going forward. And like I said, those guys have been battling each other for 20 years. They're friends. The kids are friends. And just to see the camaraderie and the love and the respect for one another, because they've been through everything in this league. They've been through systems and turmoil and injuries. That's the way you cap it off right there. You hug, you play with the kids, you kiss the wife. The wife runs up and hugs. It's just a very warm moment at that time when Breeze needed it. For those of you who didn't catch this game or what I'm talking about, it's almost two hours after the New Orleans Saints season had just ended after Tampa Bay took a 30-20 to 20 win over them. And Drew Brees and Tom, again, they, they met out in the Superdome in just like hangout clothes. Not enough, no football, no signing jerseys, just hanging out, talking, mm-hmm. throwing some passes to the kids, like he said, h- hugging the wife, taking a few photos, you know, just things normal people do. Breeze had a eh, pretty bad game here, but he has been hurt this whole season. So it was tough in a way to kind of watch him go out. Maybe we don't know yet in his last season where it was a pretty rough season for him. It was definitely a rough season. In this game against Tampa Bay, he threw three interceptions. His 134 passing yards were very low. I think a career low for him, to be honest. And again, this is another one of those games. There's not many fans. I think fewer than like five or 6,000 fans and what, an 80,000 almost seater for the Superdome. Mm -hmm. It's, I don't know. I don't know if I would want to go out that way if I was Breeze or would it matter? I don't think it would matter. I mean, you want to you go out on top. But if you're going to lose, <laughs> you're losing to arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. So there's nothing to hang your head about. And, you know, it happens. So if I were him, I mean, he's, he's going to evaluate where he stands because I know he has a few shoulder issues, elbow, ribs. So he's been battling, and he's older. So he, you can't get out of the bed on Tuesday like you used to, on Monday like you used to. <laughs> I know, and I'm not even 40 yet. But uh, I just hats off to him. Breeze is actually under contract for one more year. And again, we do not know if he's retiring yet. I think that's something that we will be looking forward to hearing in this offseason. I mean, yeah. I know as of right now, everybody's focusing on this QB carousel, including right. myself. Right, right, right. Very ups and downs, emotional stuff happening during in the NFL right now. And of course, COVID doesn't make it easier on anybody. No, not at all. After this game, this loss to Tampa Bay, 
Bree said, I appreciate all that the game has given to me. These are obviously some incredible memories. Mm-hmm. Legendary. Now let's talk about one of Coach Gant's most memorable moments in this NFL season. Hey. I know oh, he's God. excited for this. DK Metcalf, hey. absolutely fierce. I don't know if it was a horse out there or a panther or a lion, but he sure did not look like a human being. When he runs up the field to tackle Buda Baker to prevent Mm. the Cardinals from a touchdown. Dude, that play, of course, we're going to recap this thing for you. (laughs) Russell Wilson's right there. They're in the red zone. What you got? You got Russell Wilson throwing in the corner. Buda Baker jumps the route. Hey, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. All of a sudden, it's like watching like the National Geographic when you see like a hyena running and you see the lion coming, which the lion was DK Metcalf. He's a sprinter. He actually was a world-class track star. Next thing you know, Baker's down on the ground, short of the touchdown, five or six, seven-yard line, somewhere around there, and DK saved the touchdown. They end up kicking a field goal in that possession. I mean, it was sick and then. I mean, it was crazy. Dude. And he had him about 15, 20 yards. We're watching he it right him. now. He it's just crazy. Like the comparison he just made about <laughs> the geographics where yeah. the lion is about to pounce on the, <laughs> on the hyena. I mean, like uh, it's it he literally did not look human form <laughs> in this play. And he, honestly, if humping. I'm Buddha Baker, like I don't even know how much I can even celebrate this Dude. because like He's he humping. got trampled. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you get, that's that's called getting ran down. That's called getting ran down. I remember, you know, back in my days when I was running, I'm running a couple of cats now. Anyway, <laughs> but no, nah, that was just, just to watch that play, the hustle. That's things you show the young kids coming up, the youth coming up. Like, don't give up on a play just because you think it's over. You just save the team a touchdown. You help the team to three points. Shoot, that's hustle, man. Hustle, hustle, hustle. That's the coaching point right there. Now, sadly, the Seahawks did not get the win in this game. It was it did go into overtime, right. and the Arizona Cardinals won thirty seven to thirty four. But again, I I think that that just this play alone will be something that high school and college players will be showing for a very long. For or sure. co- coaches, I mean, coaches, excuse me, yeah. will be showing for a very long time. I mean, you, you can show on any level, starting from Pop Warner all the way up until the NFL. Like that play is is one of the best plays I ever i've ever seen now here is from next gen stats this is crazy okay dk metcalf reached 22.64 miles an hour and traveled 114.8 yards to chase down buddha baker on his 90 yard reception return that is insane wow Wow. this was the second fastest speed reached by any tackle in this previous season wow 22 that's when you're moving Oh, they they actually showing it oh, is wow. Oof. I like I like I like the old. It is crazy. I mean Dude, that wow. Is wild. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> uh I'm telling you guys, you just have to go back and it's one of those things where you could watch it three, four, five times and you're still just like Yeah, you're still in You're in awe. Yeah, if you like yeah. you see number if I turned my head and I uh, saw number fourteen coming at me like that, I'm running out of bounds. Yeah, I'm like, uh <laughs> I'm running out of bounds. Uh, but I know he tried to kick it in the gear, but he couldn't. He was already done. He was already gassing. It's crazy. I'm he was 
Done. Wow. Done. Okay. But again, I will give credit to Buda Baker in this as well. I know it's he all DJ, DK Metcalf, but Buda Baker had a phenomenal interception off questionable MVP candidate oh, Russell sure. Wilson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's dangerous right there. So. Mr. Danger Danger himself. And yeah. Didn't look like himself this year, but. Well, you can't say he didn't look like himself this year because he was carrying the team and he was in the MVP conversation up until maybe week 14, 15, somewhere around there. I mean, he had a couple of ups and downs, a few bad games when he tried to do too much and didn't trust his teammates. But that's going to be another team. That division is going to be hell on wheels, man. I cannot wait for next year already. I'm excited for next year as well. And I'm also excited, like I said, I know we kind of mentioned it before, but this quarterback carousel, it really is in full effect. And we just are seeing the beginning of it now with the golf and the Matthew Stafford trade right before the Super Bowl. And now, a few days after, guess who's calling up the Texans facility saying for sure, I want to trade who oh, yeah. is on his social right now, who takes everything Texans related off of his Instagram, his Twitter. I don't know if he has OnlyFans. He might have taken it off there <laughs> as well. Yeah. Everything Houston's related is off yeah. all of his social. And he's saying, hit my agent. So this is really a crazy situation because I think now the Texans are trying to do a little bit of damage control because they go and hire an African-American coach. I, I think they just kind of did that to try to patch it up. And they thought, well, okay, I heard that we hired a black coach and Watson's going to come. He's going to be ready. That ain't the case, man, because that wasn't one of his guys that he wanted to be interviewed. So now you're just trying, like I said, damage control. But hey, it's time to move on now because there's other places that are clamoring, clamoring, clamoring to put a deal together to get Watson out there. I promise. I mean, I just don't feel like the Houston Texans, besides going to the media and saying, we have no interest in trading to Sean Watson, have really tried to work on this relationship at all, in my opinion. I mean, especially when you have someone like Nick Caruso, who calls Deshaun Watson, and I quote, that player, I'm sure that's not something Deshaun Watson takes lightly. Uh, And, you know, I was listening to... um I was listening to Jimmy, the great, 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 legendary Jimmy Johnson. And he he was talking about the one time that he drafted, uh, I think, Steve Walsh to the Cowboys. But he already had Troy Aikman. And Troy Aikman felt disrespected. So Jimmy Johnson said he went to Troy Aikman's house, get, told him, get dressed, let's go. They went fishing. They had a couple of drinks. They talked over it, over some Millers, what he said. And they just bonded. And their relationship never, never, like, was in any more trouble. And the Texans maybe could have done that. But I think now it's too late because you don't consult the man when you trade one of his best friends, which is one of the best receivers in the league. You get a GM that you didn't didn't consult with your number one man, your franchise player, who still has not spoken to him yet. Who still has not spoken to him yet. What do you expect, y'all? Did they really think that hiring that new, the new head coach, David Culley, was going to help this situation? Yeah, for sure. They, they panicked. So they were, okay, we'll hire him. We'll hire a face of color just so he can feel comfortable and he can talk to him. Nah, it ain't the case. Cat's not going for that no more. 
And even by him having that no trade clause, like a lot of these cats gonna start taking over their self, themselves, their contracts going forward. I'm telling you, it's gonna be a new, a new contract. It's gonna be a new NFL for real. Now Watson, of course, who signed a four-year extension just a few months ago with the Houston Texans for almost a hundred and sixty million dollar contract extension. He does have a no trade clause. I right. mean, given the length of his contract, there's so many things that go into this. I feel like at this point, he just wants out of Houston. And I don't even think he, I don't want to say doesn't care where he goes. I don't want it to seem like that. But I think he's just kind of like, put your offers on the table. Yeah. But then another thing is, it hadn't only been him. It's been other players saying that Houston has a PR problem with the way they treat the players of color and for them to once again hire a coach of color yeah i think they're trying to save face but once again man nobody's really buying that because the proof is already in the pudding and you, you're going to ruin your organization going forward because this, this, this is a bonehead move a bone 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 bonehead move going forward it's so hard to find a quarterback a franchise quarterback of that and you have one, you got everything, you're in the driver's seat, you're competing in that division every year, and now you're regressing because you can't get out of your own way? <laughs> All right. I digress. Now, Deshaun Watson has set career highs this past season in passing yards, touchdowns, right. and completion percentage. Mm-hmm. Now, there's only been a, three other quarterbacks to do that. And all three of them won Super Bowls the years they set these records. Mm-hmm. And Deshaun Watson and his team go, what, four and 12? Four and 12, yeah. This is the reason right here why we saw J.J. Watt come up and, and right, right. hug and, and, and cry and share that moment with Deshaun Watson after the game because he mm-hmm. knows, yeah, they did waste one of his prime years. Right, right. And I'm not saying Deshaun Watson can never do that again or won't because I'm sure he can, but these kind of seasons don't d- come without hard work and dedication, and Deshaun put that in. So let me give you a scenario. Please do. I, I'm, that's what I want to get into. Scenarios. You go first and then I got one. I already know you're going to do the Giants. And that was one I was going to do. Oh, man, that would be great. But check this, though. <laughs> what if they can't get a deal done and Watson maybe sits out? He's going to lose a lot of money. But what if money is not, really, not the issue, though? Money's not the issue, obviously. Then it's going to look awful on the Texans organization and no offense, but in my opinion, it will look a little bad on Deshaun too. I mean, because then at that point, if he does, if nothing happens and let's say the season starts at that point, you're, aren't you not letting down your team? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, the now just to put this into a little bit more perspective okay. for you guys. Now let's say it, he, it didn't work out and he just, Deshaun Watson was like, you know what? I'm just not going to show up even though I didn't get trade. If he just missed mini camp, that's a hundred thousand dollars. Each day of training, he misses 50 grand. If he misses a game, I mean, he loses a weekly salary, which is more than some people see in a lifetime, almost yeah. $600,000 That's right. each game, which again, I do understand maybe for Deshaun Watson, the money isn't the issue here. And it obviously isn't because we know it's a deeper issue than just the money for sure but still if that is what it ultimately came to which i do not think would happen at that point yes the we already know what the houston texans are s-h-i-t-t organization sugar honey and iced tea sugar honey iced tea but like i said i don't think it's going to go that way and i hope deshaun watson doesn't put i don't want to say like a a pouting kind of 
Nah. You don't want to. You don't want to get that reputation nah, or someone that that's just no. going to be like that. He, he, but know. let me get my he's scenario. A, he's not that player. There's many teams I think can go to. Okay. I think the 49ers would be an elite team right off the bat. I think someone like, obviously, you know, a New York team. See it. Yep. Let's just say the Giants. But yep. here's my thing: If you're the Giants, are you going to be willing to give up Daniel Jones? Ha! Huh, of course you are. But are you going to be willing to give up someone like Barkley and a few first round picks? To obtain Mm-mm. Watson, is that worth it? Mm-mm. I don't think it's worth it. Why? Dude, Barkley, he's a transcending player himself. I know he's coming off an injury, but dude, Barkley, okay, Daniel Jones, he's still growing and progressing, and he's not Deshaun. Okay. But you cannot, you, you cannot, you can give us some draft picks and some monetary compensations, but you cannot, whatever you do, you cannot, not, 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 not deal Saquon. That would be a dumb decision. I don't care if it's Deshaun Watson or not. Because just like quarterbacks, a tough three-down back is hard to find going forward in the league. What about a team like the Bears? Or even better, mm-hmm. just on my mind too, it's been sitting there. Because, you know, I, we know Dak's been that. sitting there in the crazy. shadows. Oh. We don't really know what's going on there. <sighs> in my opinion, don't and I'm not dissing it. Dak. If Deshaun it. Watson went to the court, went to the Cowboys, you know them boys down there in man, Texas, no, that would no. be a Super Bowl team. Man, that man I'm trying telling to get you, that if Deshaun Watson went to the Cowboys, that would be a big thing too. Man, Do man, I think? But again, we don't know what's going on with that situation. That's this quarterback carousel. Man, no. So where do you think is a good place for him to end up? The Bears did sound a little interesting. The Bears are interesting. Yeah, the Bears. You know, they did my man Mike Davis a little bad, but I hope they can make a little better decision with Deshaun yeah, Watson. Yeah, the Bears and, you know, you know, they're talking about Miami because Miami, they have a lot of draft picks to deal away. And my thing with Miami is I agree with that. I do agree with that. I do. They have re-signed Fitzpatrick. Obviously, Tua is their new QB1, but yeah. they invested so much into Tua, and Miami really does have a solid team right now. Yeah, they, they definitely got a solid team. Or, you know, I hate to say it, D.C., they got a solid foundation up there with uh, Ron Rivera. But I think the team really, I, I saw a profile picture or whatever. If the Jets get Deshaun Watson, I think that might be the best because they have a lot of cap room and they have a lot of picks. And it's just the market, the New York market, of course. And I think it might work out monetarily for both teams. Well, again, I'm excited to see this develop more. I, every week, I feel like it gets a little bit more juicier. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> I feel like it's it a little bit more juicier every week. And when it finally breaks and we hear the news of where Mr. Deshaun Watson will end up, I'm excited to see that team go to the playoffs and do some great things next season. And also, you never know with J.J. Watt, he could end up somewhere interesting too. Right. So, or, one more scenario. What about Pittsburgh? What do you think about that? Big Ben's on his way out the door. Hmm. If I was, they also have a solid team whenever they're not doing that little dance nonstop and losing games. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and, and they just they just signed uh, Haskins too, so I don't know how that's going to work. But like I said, he's no Deshaun. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen going forward, you know? I can't wait. I would love to see him in uh, <laughs> Big Blue, baby. Now, I do want to kind of bring the OOP show into a quick, a little bit more sensitive of a topic. You know, we go all around the board, not oh, just yeah, safe, yeah. 
not just safe mm. topics, but this has been something that's kind of been on my mind mm. for a little bit. And I did want to shed some light on it because mm. things like this deserve light. And they right. people that are do bad things should be able to d- be able to hide them, cannot, in my opinion. So it broke about a week ago mm. that former at this point, Seattle Seahawks OT Chad Wheeler. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have heard this, but. His girlfriend on January 23rd accused him of choking her into an quote unquote unconsciousness. Mm. And she said he had somewhat of a manic episode, according to the police reports. When his girlfriend, ex girlfriend, I'm sure at this point, said she regained consciousness, he responded, and I quote, I thought you died already to her. Right. Yeah. I, um, I read up on a little bit on the story last week, and I guess it all started because he asked her to bow down to him, if I'm not mistaken, and it kind of transpired from there. And I saw the I saw the photos, which are very very disturbing. And for me, as a person that has dealt with uh, domestic violence and as a child, whatever. To see those images and to see how that man beat that woman till she was unrecognizable, beautiful girl, but to see blood, black eyes. Uh, I want to say her arm might have been broken. And this man comes in eating, finishing this dinner and saying, I thought you were dead already. Why drinking a smoothie? Come he on, He has dog. left his apartment after he had supposedly, this is not, they're going to court about it. Okay. After she was unconscious. Left to go get a smoothie, came back, and once she regained re- her consciousness, then that's when he had said, I thought you had died. Come on, dog. Mental health is a serious issue. And if you need help, go get it. But don't, come on, dude. You 6'6". Six, six. This poor girl is 5'7". And that, it don't matter what she, what size, no man should ever put his hands on a female. Ever. And But for you to beat somebody to their unrecognizable... Oh, you should be banished. Well, the woman told police that Wheeler, whom she has been dating for about six months, has bipolar disorder. But she also claimed that he has not been taking his medicine recently, which is still not an excuse for any of that. You got to think this man is almost a seven seven footer, 310 pounds, and he was... Arguing with the officers, which to me, again, is if you did nothing wrong or if just isn't a good look. And he was had to be tased. Right. And, you know, I don't like to get and we don't like to really get into political aspects on this show. But, you know, it was an African-American woman and a white male. So I guess the subjects were brought up. What if it what if it was reversed? Would it have been just kind of pushed to the side? As it's kind of being pushed or would have been more action if it was a black player beating up on a white woman. So I don't know how I me. Mean, you And you I and no, and see, it's, I I totally agree with that point. The, what I was going to compare this not compared to, but I guess media coverage. And I, I am media, so I don't want this to come off as I'm bashing media because I'm not in any way. Mm hmm. But bring it back to Michael Vick and the media coverage oh, man, was that was given to him. What was he doing, Coach Gant? Okay, so his, his cousins, whatever, they ran a dog ring at one of his homes. 
which they, he said he really didn't know too much about, but it was his property. So he had to know something. And, you know, he went to jail. He got crucified for that. And again, it, I remember seeing this story for, if not months, years in yeah, the media. It was, it, was, it, was, it was very heavy in the media. And I don't want to try to downplay a dog's life, but compared to a human life, yeah. I mean, you, you have a guy over here on the Seattle Seahawks who almost killed his girlfriend. Right. And we've, I feel like, have barely seen this on ESPN or a lot of these big coverage sports news yeah. media places because yeah. why i don't know i could not tell you why but i think that things like this should be talked about obviously if you're the seahawks you want this to go by as quietly as possible yeah, for sure they released wheeler from the team on the day of his arrest they but did. they did also release a statement saying they're saddened by the details emerging against Chad Wheeler and right. are strongly condemned the act of domestic violence. Our thoughts and support are with the victim. Chad is a free agent and no longer with the team. Chad later released his statement saying, and I quote, it's time for me to walk away from football and get the help I need to never again pose a threat to another. Right. I cannot express my sorrow or remorse enough. I am truly ashamed. That's still not enough for me. To be honest, there still needs to be more repercussions. I don't think that Roger Goodell should ever, even in the future, allow this man back in the league, in my opinion. America is the land of opportunity, second chances. If he goes out, only time will tell, but if he goes out and gets the help that he needs and he doesn't pose a threat, you know, NFL teams, they he will get a second chance going forward, I believe. I know he will because, I mean, he was – a good formidable player, but just get the help. And like I said, we don't condone any of that, but if he gets reinstated or whatever, that whatever may happen disciplinary, he should be suspended a minimum of eight games. So now current as of today, Chad Wheeler has pled not guilty to criminal charges of mm. first degree domestic violence, assault and domestic violence, unlawful, imprisonment and resisting arrest. Now, this is a class C felony. If he was convicted of this, he could be sentenced anywhere up to 8 to 12 years in prison. I mean, this is no light act of just I made a mistake, I feel like. Right. And you know, I guess going forward, they probably will like dig a little deeper to see has this happened before to a previous spouse or girlfriend or whatever. And I think, you know, the way the law works, it probably move accordingly to that. But he'll probably end up getting probation and community service and seek treatment, you know, going forward. Agree. And I mean, I will say this. It is this is another thing where you brought to the mind about the race thing. I feel like these days and I hate to say it because it's sad, but. If there's no actual video, if there's no evidence of the thing happening, like if you don't see him in a video, like we saw the elevator, if we want to go oh, back, right, right. like I feel like it's almost like a we don't believe or there's not enough to conclude. It's like, which for some cases, it's great for, let's say, our Apple phone getting police brutality and things like that. It's not great, but it's good to know we can catch and try to address these problems. But for issues where, I mean, there are intimate moments like this and you're at your home with your boyfriend and you think you guys may just be in a, you know, a light argument and the guy starts wailing on you. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you can just pull out your phone and just like, oh, hey, let me just start recording this. Yeah. Wait, I mean, especially when you're unconscious. 
One more example, the Ray Rice. Yes. The coverage that Ray Rice had gotten, I mean, we saw it right in the elevator. He, he, knocked, he knocked his girlfriend out, caught the cold. And Dr- what killed me about this one, I have. I'm sorry to cut no, you, you off. No, you're good. He drug her. Yeah, he did. And that's honestly, I, I'm not the hitting absolutely wrong. But to me, if that was me, if I was the girlfriend of this whole thing, to, if I watched a man I thought I love drag my unconscious butt out, literally like by an arm, yeah, he, he drug her. <laughs> he drug her out. And Ray Rice was a. He's a model. He was always a model in the NFL. He's great guy. But that scene vilified him and he never got another opportunity so we have the video up now oop fam we're currently watching it and yeah you see ray rice and his girlfriend get into the elevator and obviously there's confrontation and he smacks the hell out of her and he drags her out clearly she's clearly unconscious yeah she done done and then the, the elevator door won't shut, so now he's got to kick her feet out of the way. Yeah, man, you know, but the but again, bring it. The coverage was on, and and that's why my point bringing it back was everybody. If we're gonna bash one person, let's bash everybody. Yeah, the same amount, I guess you could say. In that Wheeler deserved that much airtime as well. I mean, there, there was he nothing. Does. There shouldn't be a reason that he kind of gets thrown under the rug when. The others were on full blast because each one of them were wrong. Did you even see the pictures of the girlfriend at the Wheeler Beater? Her face was like a oh my god puffed up marshmallow. Oh, goodness. Just the scenes are horrific. And, oh, God. It's disturbing. But there's a place and time for everything. He's going to get his day. And here at Opinions on Pickens, we like to shed light on all the good and the bad. You know that right. very, very well. And also, let's let's take let's jump in. Let's we, we got Super Bowl Fifty Five guys in, in a few days coming up, and I'm personally am stupid excited. So Super Bowl is this week, Sunday. Oh Lord, well, Coach you know, Gant, come on now. I mean, if Giants ain't playing, I ain't involved. I'm wearing my Giants jersey on Sunday. You know that, right? Whatever makes you feel good, Coach <laughs> Whatever makes you feel good. Super Bowl 55 is set in Tampa, Florida. The Kansas City Chiefs travel to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and things are a little different this year. Media Day was virtual, mm-hmm. which was very different. I think Tom Brady said something like, out of my nine experiences here so far, this is the most different thing I've ever yeah. <laughs> experienced. I saw, saw Tampa Tom. He had a little message for Belichick and all. Wow. <laughs> what do he say about Belichick? You know, he just saying, "Hey, you know, like I'm I'm back in the Super Bowl. You know, you you helped me with a lot." <laughs> Man, it's crazy. But what's interesting about this to me is so much. One being that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are actually playing at home in a Super Bowl, which has never happened before. I think that's super interesting and. I also feel like this is going to be a shootout game. I think it's going to be a back and forth type thing. And it's going to show a lot about this young, blooming quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and this still performing at his 90 percentile greatest Tom Brady. We know that Super Bowl champion MVP Uh, Tom Brady. uh, Whatever. Like I said previously, that game will be won at the line of scrimmage. So... That defensive line coming from Tampa, those guys going to be flying around. Sue, uh, Pierre Paul, who else we got? 
We got Devin White back there, that linebacker roaming around. We got Whitehead and Winfield Jr. So that defense is going up, man. That defense, ah, oh, man, I'm scared a little bit. I know that uh, Todd Boy is going to he going to call up some plays. But I really think Patrick Mahomes is going to do a no look to Tyreek Hill. No look. He going he to he no look. 85-yard touchdown. You understand what I'm saying? I don't. Okay. I don't. I hope that I just ruined that for you. You did just ruin that for me. Good. I'm glad. But, you know. Even though I do think Tyreek Hill is going to have a great game. Tyreek Hill. How you got? <laughs> I will say that. Well, who's going to cover Tyreek Hill? But the X Factor will be my main man, Mr. Travis Kelsey. He's going to have a big, big game. Watch now. Watch. As I roll my eyes. So I'm excited to hear this week our updates on Antonio Brown. I hope that he resumes with the team for the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, what's his deal? You know, it's his knee. His knee's been knocked up. That's why he missed the previous game. Right. And yeah. we still haven't heard anything yet. I'm sure in the next few days we'll know his status. And I hope he's not a game time decision because that will kind of make me a little eh, a little nervous on it. I hope he's healthy and ready to go for this game. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you get up until Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it, it's going to be a game-time decision, but... That would be a game-time decision for me Friday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> that would definitely be a right. game-time yeah, decision yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah, because you got to be, you know... I but even be- think about someone like Gronk out there. I mean, like, who is out here? He's a vet in the Super Bowl, in my opinion, right now, too. You also got a lot of newbies. It's funny, Mike Evans, I don't know if you guys saw the when they did their little championship celebration after the game, Mike Evans was just going back to the locker room after the win. And one of the staff players on the team were like, no, nah, dude, you have to go to the other end of the field for the celebration. And Mike Evans was like, you don't even know huh? what do. I'm new to this. Right. Act like you've been there before. Son. <laughs> he had no idea. But he has no idea. Yeah. But I'm excited. <laughs> I think this is going to be a great game. I think it'll be a shootout. I don't even need to go into Pickens picks. I got Tampa Tom, Coach Gant, who you got? I got KC 34-31. I got Tampa Bay 34-28. 34-28. I got Tampa Bay. You want to make a bet on that? Well, we can make a bet, but after the show because I don't I don't know what what all you're going to get to details with you on the show. Yeah, but yeah. I am excited though, guys, opinions on Pickens fams. We want to hear your predictions about the Super Bowl. Head over to our Instagram, drop your Super Bowl 55 predictions. And guess what? The Opinions on Pickens fan member with the winning guess will receive a gift from us here at Opinions on Pickens. I mean, some merch, maybe an NFL gift card, maybe some Tampa Bay swag, KC swag for the Super Bowl. You never know. Mm. Or, I mean, I guess if you're a Giants fan like Coach Gant, Hey, yeah, you, you got any giant swag over I there? I got no giant swag for you. Right, Zero. I see, a cow, I see some cowboy stuff laying over I there. I got cow. I got panthers. I got a whole bunch of great stuff in Come here. On, Thanks man. to our sponsors, who <laughs> we love so much. Yeah. And... Again, I'm excited, Coach Gann. I can't wait to come back on here next week and chop it up with you to bask in all of my Tampa Tom glory. Oh, that's what you're going to do? Oh, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because. What have I said from the beginning of the season? You know. I'm not even going to say You're going to say it. I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. From episode one, I had Tampa going all the way this far. And guess what? Here we are in all of its glory. Mm. I got convenient amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. But, you know, OP fam. We'll see. 
Thanks for being here with us again, Coach Gant. Drop <laughs> your social for our OOP fam. Hey, catch me at DJ Arson, right? It's DJ Arson, 03. I believe that's what it is. Yeah, catch and me. Mr. Rudy just sent me a text saying, tell Coach Gant, let them know what my IG is. He needs some more followers. Oh, yeah. Mr. Rudy underscore 34. Hey, matter of fact, he might be already down there. I think he's supposed to be going, he going somewhere. Well, I'll see him there Sunday. You might see him there. I will definitely see him there Sunday. And opinions on Pickens fam. Cannot wait to chop it up with you some more. We have some great stuff coming up for you. Again, I'm your host, Alyssa Butterson. And until next time, keep winning. Peace. Thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagram at Opinions on Pickens. Please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep winning.